Hello, my side hustler friends. So let me ask you this. Giving free advice, products, or programs to your friends and family, working more hours than you do at your day job, and everyone in your Facebook group is a relative or coworker. How is that working out for you? I'm willing to bet that this is not the lifestyle you planned when you decided to start a side hustle. I'm guessing you thought that once you had your website up and running, you were good to go, right? So right now you're feeling completely trapped, stunned, and overwhelmed. If no one wants to support your business for free or for a discount, they'll never pay you, right? Ugh, wrong. And it's okay, my friend, I know how you feel. I've been there before. It's time to stop doing what you're doing because we both know it's just not working. I'm here to introduce today the Smart Side Hustle Society, an exclusive membership for career professionals who want to start and scale a side hustle of their very own. And as a listener of the Got Side Hustle, I have an exclusive discount just for you. Go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash SSHS, that's for Smart Side Hustle Society, chrismcpeak.com forward slash SSHS, and pick up the amazing exclusive discounts that's just for you, the Got Side Hustle Show listener. Now let's check into this week's amazing new episode. Okay, I don't know about you, but I've had it up to my armpits with this whole screw the nine to five mentality. Believe it or not, some of us really love our day jobs and don't wish to screw them. And yet we've got an additional calling, maybe a hobby or a need for supplemental income that's just purring to us, make me a side hustle. And that's where I come in. I'm Chris McPeak, your host for this life quest to do the work we were meant to do and run a small business. If you're looking to maximize your time so you can run the side hustle of your dreams, then you are absolutely in the right place. This is the Got Side Hustle Show. Welcome once again to an episode of Got Side Hustle. I'm your host, Chris. And if you have not had your morning caffeinated beverage or whatever you use to get your energy up, you can just put that down or forget about it because we have two amazing energy bomb women ladies on the show today. I'm joined today by Christina Massey and Gail Scott of Midlife Moxie. Hello, ladies. <laughs> hey, Midlife hey, Moxie hey. in the house. I reckon I am like way over my head in terms of energy and excitement level. So I'm really excited to have you girls here. Met these ladies again. Well, no, I can't. It's not all Adam Shibley. It's Clubhouse too. It's not just Adam. Wow. So Club. It is the club. the club. So let's, first of all, why don't y'all tell me who you are? We'll have Christina go first, alphabetical order, and tell me what you do, where you live, what your gig is. I'm Christina Massey, and I live in the great state of California. I have been here my whole entire life. I'm in Northern California. And what do I do? I'm an entrepreneur. I've been building a beauty business for 13 years and just made my way into the midlife space because that's what's Ooh. happening in my body right now. <laughs> and I got my business partner. She is with me. She's my ride or die in business. And she's with me today. And we're, I'm one half of Midlife Moxie. Excellent. Gail, what's your? I live in the great state of South Carolina here in the sunny Southeast. So it's business in the beauty and skincare industry for 27 years. I homeschooled my last child. I've moved out of state four times. I'm the other half of midlife moxie. Yeah, that's the interesting parts. 
That's a good start. Okay. So we mentioned the beauty industry and the makeup business, and I would kind of like to dig in a little bit on that world as a side hustle. So why don't y'all tell me how you dipped into that? What was it that was appealing to get started? How easy was it to get started? Let's talk a little bit about the background and how you, how you built your businesses. Well, I'll just go ahead and start. So my friend was selling a product and she invited me to a get together. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I like it. I was having fun. And she said, well, could you come and just like help me with my training? And I was like, "Mm, no girl, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do all that. Like I'm, I was in school. I was uh, working to become a nurse. I only had a year before I went into the nursing program and I was a single mom. So I was a single mom for 16 years. And at the time my son was six and a half. And so I didn't receive child support. I didn't have, you know, extra income coming in. Like when you live in California, if anybody knows about California, you know that we are an expensive state. Yes, ma'am. So my friend, you know, shared this, this amazing company with me. And I was like, no, 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 um, kicking and screaming. And then it was like, Ooh, I can, I can really do this. Like I can make money. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. So that, that was, that was the turning point. And you just started right from there. So a friend had you come to a class and then you bought a kid and just hit the ground running. I did. And I didn't even have the money for, for my business. So my friend actually loaned me the money because she saw something in me Hmm, that I couldn't see in myself. And so, you know, you just need friends like that. And I can really attest my success to her for even breathing belief into me. So that was huge. I think that's so important too, especially in a business that relies on your ability to have confidence in yourself that you can sell a product, right? I was invited to be a makeover model and just try some products. And I did, and I went and I sat, I had no money to spend, but mm-hmm. I was going to go to those parties and get my skincare free. That was my grand plan. But I watched these other women there and they were buying this stuff. Like you wouldn't be able to get it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So around after and I said to lady what do you have to do and how much do you make because I may not be the smartest cookie in the bunch but I can do math and when she told me what I had to do and how much I could make I'm like sign me up because I was living paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. I worked in the medical field I've been in the medical field about eight years I had a decent job I was well respected because I had some skills that were more marketable than the average bear but it was still a go nowhere job yeah. for me. Sure. So while I had that, and this was going to be a side hustle, I didn't know what I didn't know, but the grand plan was to make 50 extra dollars a month. That's where it all started. Okay. And you were working full-time Christina, you were a student, a full-time student at the time. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't working, but I was a full-time student and I was going to win the best mom of the year award that, that cool. year, you know, well, I mean, in my own right, in my right. own right, because <laughs> everything. Well, and, and truth be told, I was, I was coming out of a really hard situation. You know, I, I was newly sober. I was only four months clean and sober when I jumped into a business. So when they say like things change rapidly, things change rapidly. So that's, that's kind of my story, you know, in in order obviously to, to sell a beauty product, you have to get people to try that beauty product and use it. So kind of, how does that roll out? You don't just like 
put up a website and say, okay, friends, come buy my makeup. Like, how does that all, how do you get your clients? What's the best way to get people into your world so that they say, Gail, Christina, I want to buy stuff. Well, Chris, the thing is, some of us have been influencing before anybody ever thought that was a term. Yeah, right. Part of the reason I said yes to the side hustle, because I knew that I had a handful of girlfriends that if I loved something and told them about it, it didn't Mm -hmm. matter if it was a bar of soap from Target, they would all be at Target tomorrow getting that bar of soap. So I thought, you know, if just some of my friends buy some of these products that I'm liking, then I can get my 50 extra dollars a month. They'll get good products. Everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the start. And from there, you know, word grows, plus you become more intentional and you show people what you have. But now you've got to remember too, we were, I was doing this 27 years mm-hmm. ago. There were no cell phones. There were no videos. We were just word of mouth talking right. to women where we were. And so I like to say we're in the good days for the gig economy, for side hustles, for women having careers or employment in general. There has never been the plethora of opportunities that there are now. Yeah, I could not, I could not agree more. Okay. Yeah. I I think of, of every, I mean, even people that were able to find things to do when, when COVID happened and it's like, okay, well, I can't work in my restaurant job. So I got to find something else to do. And I think, you know, being aware of what the online entrepreneur world is able to provide, people aren't going back to their restaurant jobs now. So yeah, we definitely have a lot of advantages that we didn't have 27 years ago. So what, what was it like at that at that point without the internet, without cell phones and video? Well, I had, I had cell phones and, and, (laughs) and video. However, I will say this. I did not like to use video. Okay. Uh, I was, I was the girl who social media was not my thing. I came into the business at in 2008. So Facebook was on the Mm -hmm. rise, but it wasn't like the main thing. It was just kind of starting to become this like, okay, this is where everybody's migrating to. This is where you could kind of build. My story was definitely different. I didn't have five friends on, on on my hand that I could count because I had left a life behind. And so I was coming into this new life and I had to learn how to speak to people and ask for what I wanted. And so (laughs) I was the girl who was like at Starbucks. And if you looked cute and I wanted to be your friend, I'd be like, you are super cute. I love that hat. Could you by any chance be a part of my portfolio that I'm building? I'm looking to do a model makeover portfolio. And I I just would love for you to try my products. Are you open? And they were like, is this legit? I'm like, yeah. And then they were like, cool. I was like, cool. Can I have your number? And let's just get together. So that's how I started to build my business. And, and so it was definitely different, but video, oh my gosh, can I just say that I've just gotten into the video part over the last maybe five years? Okay. You know, Cause I just was like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to do it. I didn't want, I, I come into things kicking and screaming. My, my business partner will tell you. I'm that girl. (laughs) Often no, or why would I do that? But that's okay. But you know, it's funny how fast things change because we started our businesses, you know, roughly a decade apart. And back in the day, like what happened is it made you more intentional. Mm -hmm. You could really only contact people by a phone that was in your home and you 
maybe they had an answering machine. A lot of people didn't even have that at the time. Yeah. And I remember, you know, they would talk and train about, you can call people between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m., but be careful about the dinner hour. And you're like, well, when the heck is that? <laughs> but I, I was working this other job. And I remember coming home, no joke. I would take my little information cards and my phone and my notebook and daybook and go get in my bathtub because I had a small child at the time too. Mm -hmm. And I would, that I, I thought no one will bother me here. And they didn't. And I would sit in my bathtub and take a bubble bath and make client calls and prospect calls. But you know, that's one thing I learned early on is that it doesn't have to look like you think. Like I never bought into that. I have to get dressed and sit at my desk to make calls. Some people teach that in my business. Mm -hmm. If that's what it took, I wouldn't be here. I became a make it work girl from yeah. the, it might've been calling people on my lunch hour. I visited offices of clients on my lunch hour and showed them baskets of my wares. And I just figured it out. And I think that is one of the attributes that has made me successful in all my businesses has been the figure it out to bowl yes. and serve you. So when you were working full time, how, what were your big, like go-to strategies for carving that time to work your, your side hustle, which it was a side hustle at the time? Well, for me, now let me be clear. I wasn't doing the 45 hours a week. I was more somewhere usually between 24 and 32 hours and okay. had a child and mm -hmm. a non-supportive husband who didn't do anything around the house. I like if the lawn got mowed, I did it. Now I have a new husband. So if you see us on the street, don't give him the side eye. That's not him. Um, <laughs> I learned to work in snippets of time and I learned 15 minutes was enough to knock some things out, three, four customer calls, some organization. You know, I did not look for the three hours of work time because that wasn't going to come. It was 30 minutes here. I can even remember preparing dinner and doing that same thing, my date book, my um, content, you know, information cards and my phone while I cooked a dinner for my family. Because at that time I couldn't afford to eat out like I do now. And I'll just, you know, somebody bring it over here. But at the time I was paycheck to paycheck. I was in it for that, you know, just a few dollars. And then a large part of those already years, I quickly became a single mom. And I should note that. So when I actually became what we call a sales director in my company, so I became more of a career level position, I was a single mom. And so you talk about figure it out and finding those snippets of time. But one thing I would do, and this is my weekly thing, I just want to share this because I just remember it so clearly. Friday night, I would come in for my job and I was tired, of course, but that would be the night I would clean up my home. And so what that did, I would clean my home. I would do a little gathering for women at my home on Saturday morning. I remember clearly the TV tray that I would put my child's cereal on and turn on his cartoon. <laughs> Back in the day, that's the only time you got cartoons. Yep. Mm -hmm. I would sell product to these three or four ladies at my home. And when he, by the time we finished, he was done with cartoons. And I was at the middle of the day on Saturday with a clean house, a happy child and money in my pocket. And that just really filled my soul. How about I you? Like that? Yeah, that's, that's something that I did as well. Being a single mom, my son was six and a half and his little butt just liked to, he liked to sleep in and he'd like to like be in his jammies until about noon. So what I would do is I would do a party between like nine and noon or 
10 and noon, just kind of whatever. And I would go out of the house so he couldn't interrupt. And, and then I would come home with money and we would go to the zoo or we would go to the park or we would just do something, you know? So again, money in my pocket, you know, a happy little camper at home. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I made it a, I made it a point, even being a single mom that I would have a date night every, every day or not every day, but like one day a week during the week. And we would go for a steak dinner and people were always like, you're taking your six-year-old for a steak dinner. I'm like, yes, I am. Because you know what? I want him to know that we can have anything. Mm -hmm. And I want him to know that if he works hard, he can have this on a daily basis if he wanted to. So I I was always looking for the life lesson in in the process of the business. So I I love what you guys are sharing because and I'm not a parent so I can't relate in that in that in that way but there's a lot of I guess wisdom coming from the choices that you had to make as single parents as people getting ready to transition from a day job or a student life to to a, a full-time entrepreneur thing. And so what, what I'm curious is what do your kids say now about, you know, your, your time as, as an early budding entrepreneur and, and, and now with the, the businesses that you have and the things that you're doing and the amazing wisdom you're sharing with women, like, what do they, what do they think of their moms? Well, I, I'll tell you what my son thinks. He thinks I'm, he thinks I'm batshit crazy, but here's the deal. Um, he will tell you, he will be the first to tell you, my mom taught me everything that I know. My mm. mom, not yeah. my dad, my mom. And he, she, he, she taught me how to work hard, how to stay committed, how to be consistent and how to elevate and how to talk to people. My son serves in our U S military today, and he's always striving to be the next leader. People come to him because he's a leader, because I emulated that in my household. He knows how to do that now. And so he, he is so well-equipped and one little short story that I will tell you is that more is caught than taught in, in any household. So even Chris, even though you don't have children, there are people that are watching you. they're watching you, they're watching what you're doing. And they're, they're like, wow, if Chris can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And so my son, he was a dancer. He would do hip hop, freestyle, breaking all of that stuff. Like he can dance. My son can dance. Um, and when he was nine, he went to his first battle and I will tell you, he sucked my poor baby. He sucks so bad. He sucks so bad. I was like, pull him out. He's like so bad. Just pull him out, please. Just pull him out. And he came home. He was crying. He was like, that was terrible. I will never do that again. I will never do it again. And I told him, I said, wait a minute. Let's talk about this. You're never going to do that again. Hold on a minute. Who's your mom? He's like, you're my mom. I said, how many times have you seen me set a goal and miss a goal? He was like, I've seen it, mom. I've seen it a lot. I said, and you're a part of me. Do I get back up? He said, yes. I said, you will get back up. He's all, yep, mom, I'm going to get back up. I'll go do it again. And you know what? He's a fabulous dancer today. Fabulous dancer. So just some, just some things. That's a great story. Yes. They watch you and they learn to, to not buy into what people tell you have to do or how your career has to look. Um, It's my oldest that affirms me now. He's like, mom, you taught me to think outside the box. Mom, you taught me to this. And even my husband has said to me, it's the things, me being successful in my career 
gave him the freedom to explore options in his career and not just settle for what seemed like stable and good enough. Mm-hmm. But one, he saw me grow. But number two, that gave stability in the home financially for times that he could take a little risk instead of mm-hmm. all feeling like he had to be that just cement block provider, you know, when the woman can come along and do some providing herself, that really helps the entire family. And I can tell you, I stayed in my first marriage longer than I should have. And part of that was financial. And I'm telling you, this girl will never be without her own money again. I just won't. I love that. And I, yeah, you guys are so inspirational. Let's talk a little bit about if somebody wants to get into the makeup industry as a side hustle, what, uh, what do they need to keep in mind getting started? What's the best way to make a decision on a company? There are so many companies out there. Where would you all advise people to start? What to say about this? And because <laughs> I think it's more about what if you're going to decide to do anything? First mm-hmm. of all, you need to be your own good boss. And if you are not self-motivated, being in a direct sales model is not for you. And if you cannot discipline yourself to do the work that you need to do when you need to do it, and and let me preface that by saying the work is easy and it's flexible, but I work with women all the time who still can't make it part of their weekly schedule because their mind just does not work that way. They don't have a hustle mentality. Now, no gets a bad name from a lot of people. I'm not talking about hustling yourself into the ground. I'm talking about getting after it, girl. Just if you, if you ain't got no get after it, you ain't going to get nothing. That's the way the game works in life. And Christina and I, I think that's why we connected so freaking hard. We are get it girls. We're just like, get it, get it, go get it. And you've got to have that to start any type of business. I don't care if it's direct sales. I don't care if you're starting a puppy shop. If you want to, you can be average. You can get by, but you're not going to, you're not going to kill it if you're not a hustler. And some people are and some people aren't. And if you just know in your heart, you're never going to hustle then, you know, go get yourself a a comfortable job that meets your needs where your skills are appreciated and you can count on that income. But if you want to side hustle, knowing that you already have a career, you know, that's extra time. That's extra effort. So choose something you love. Check out the company, Better Business Bureau. Talk to some people who've experienced it. Make sure that the value of what you get out is equal to what you're looking for and equals what you're going to have to put into it. Because for me, there was a lot of value in that I was going to get a discount on products that I smeared on my face every day. And if you're looking at this Zoom, there's a lot of products smeared on this face. So if I didn't make a dime to anybody else, I have achieved something by saving my family some money. But for me, also the personal growth, like I would not be talking to you now. We would, neither of us would have this podcast. We would not be coaching. We would not be teaching courses. We would not be on Zoom. Had we not have had that experience of growing a business in that direct sales model. And the beauty of the direct sales model was that you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And I think that's very comfortable to a lot of people, especially women who don't come into this with any background business acumen. And I'll let Christina finish the rest of that. Well, I, I will say this. So the, the pros about going into a a direct selling company is this, is that the foundation is already laid for you. Right. Our, our, my, my husband and I, we own several businesses and my business with direct sales 
is the, <laughs> the minimal cost one. Okay. Because there is a lot of cost to, to doing business. And a lot of people don't realize that. So this is peanuts compared to, you know, a brick and mortar or even sure. launching something and, and the time spent the foundation that you need to come up with on your own, even though you can collab in different spaces, you still have to come up with a business plan that is lucrative enough for you to sustain the, the lifestyle that you want. Right. And right. so so with us, I just feel like direct sales is a really good place to, to get your feet wet, to figure out like, Ooh, like, is this something that I like to do? Or is this just some extra cash, you know? And, and for me, when I first came in, it was just some extra cash. It was not like, Hey, I'm going to go full force and I'm going to become, you know, the top 1% of my company, which I am today. And that's all good. But that wasn't the desired level. The desired level was how can I make some cash fast because I'm a single mom in an expensive state. So, so I think that you just need to kind of look at that and ask yourself what, what makes sense and then make a decision. I think so many times women, especially we don't make a decision and I am notorious for this, but when you make a decision, you, you decide then you don't have any confusion. Yeah. You don't have any anxiousness because you've made a decision. And now you know that that's the decision that you made, whether it's good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. You made it, now you're moving on. So how are you pressing into that decision now? So I think that that's, that's what I can say about, about those things is, is make a decision and know that it's really inexpensive. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about the podcast and the whole midlife moxie world. Cause it does seem like it's a little world that you guys are building. I think at the point that I found you both on clubhouse, you were already, I think you're only doing your own rooms. So let's talk a little bit about midlife moxie on clubhouse. And then when the show started and what the show's all. Well, well, just some backstory, uh, Gail sure. and I met in March we met in March. Okay. So we're in the same industry. We're in the same company, but we never knew each other because we're on different sides of the, of the States. Right. right. <laughs> and so, so we met in March. I told her I wanted to be her friend and she, and uh, she and I, we just became fast friends. And then it was like, let's find the commonality. So we found this commonality of like, true story, Chris, we were like, I was meant to be famous. <laughs> she was like, shut up. I was meant to be famous too. And then we were talking about midlife and we were talking about like, Hey, we want our own show. And it just kind of birthed from there. And so I love the organic story that we have, mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't like we were looking for it. It just fell on us. And we were like, what are we going to do with this idea? And then it started to just morph. And Gil is a, is a type eight in the Enneagram. And so she will get shit done. Like <laughs> you got an idea. Okay, let's go. Like, let's go. So that, that birthed midlife moxie. And, you know, we just, we found a place of commonality and the commonality was we were both in the depths of our midlife space. So that's, that's what birthed. So what about yeah. you, Gail? <laughs> Thank you, Gail. You're, you're muted, babe. I think you said it well. I mean, we look like the yin and yang, the Lucy and Ethel, you know, of <laughs> podcast 
interesting world of the universe. I mean, I'm five foot seven and a half. Christina is five on a good day. She probably fib about that. Blonde brunette, East Coast, West Coast. Like we don't even understand what each of us says sometimes. Like we'll say, what does that even mean? Uh, like dipping and doing. She's all, what's dipping and doing? <laughs> Mine is one in the hand, two in the bush. She didn't know what that meant. Look, say Chris knows that you're the only one, Christine. But what we, right, we found this commonality. There's also mutual respect mm-hmm. that's there. And we just had so much freaking fun. Shit, we're fun. And we think we're funny. I mean, that's one thing. We'll just own that. We'll say, girl, I'm funny. I mean, I'm we'll- funny. <laughs> If you don't think we're funny, we don't think you're our kind of person. Right. Even that way at the doctor's office, like get back like a joke and he's in that white coat all stiff and he doesn't laugh. I'm thinking, well, he obviously knows nothing if he doesn't think I'm funny. I mean, you can just imagine how this came together. But I do think it is blessing. Christina and I are both believers. And I do think God aligns things and people in your life. And right. we meet in a very serendipitous way on a mm-hmm. Zoom over a project in our other business and there was just an instant connection but I have to tell you this about Christina because it's something we really preach she reached out to me after that zoom and basically said I really dig you I want to get to know you not in a creepy honey baby kind of way because yeah I was like preface that girl preface that because people are going to be like oh is she going to reach out to me next but You know, and I didn't take it any funny way. What I have been preaching for years is use your words, women. Ask for what you want. Learn to articulate what you want. Learn to ask it. And you don't have to be in a female march kind of way. If that's your thing, do it. I don't have time for that. But like, I have a lot of friends who will say, I don't have any friends. You're like, well, have you asked for any? Have you tried to make any? Have you told anybody you would like some new ones? And the fact that she would reach out and say, hey, you're my kind of girl. I'd like to get to know you, like to be friends. That, I knew she was my kind of girl. That is, I mean, that's one of the first things we ever said off that Zoom. And it cemented this relationship because I'm like, this is everything I've been saying and doing. And she did it. And we never had ever had contact before you talk about stars aligning mm-hmm. she got bail that day and we've been i mean kevin would kevin is so tired of me calling her <laughs> i mean he wishes she'd never rang my bell i think <laughs> <laughs> so you've never met in person never no Wow. I love that. I think that is so amazing. You know, I think, I think what else is cool, Chris, is that, you know, for your audience, like they don't, if you want to collab with people, just go out and collab with people. You don't need Mm -hmm. to meet them face to face anymore, you know? And, and yes, is it going to be a beautiful thing when we finally get to meet face to face? We'll probably be hugging for hours, you know, except I don't cuddle girls. So don't, don't try to feel that. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) but I think, I think that that's, that's a, a really driving point home for, for a lot of people because they, they think that they have to meet somebody in person or they think that, you know, and that's just not the world we live in anymore. We live in a, in a digital society. So let's just, let's just get it. If you can meet through dating apps and date online and date through zoom, you can make friends through zoom. So if there's any woman out there listening to this and she's lonely girl, get on clubhouse, find yourself some new friends, find yourself a new posse. And it's incredible that I have, 
I have found friends around the country. I've grown all my businesses. So if you want to grow your side hustle, come on over to Clubhouse and we'll even show you how. You know, it's just a new day for business. It's a new day for friendships and relationships. And it's exciting to me. So when people are trashing social media, I kind of get defensive. I'm like, I'm a state to state. Social media was my lifeline. A lot of my friends come from social media. Shut your mouth. <laughs> That's right. I love what you guys are doing on Clubhouse. I it's fun to hang out in the rooms. Why don't we talk about where people can find you and the kind of rooms that you're leading over there in Midlife Moxie? Well, as you can imagine, they are varied. We <laughs> First of all, we do have a club there. So if you're not familiar with how this space works, a club is basically a community. It's usually united around a common interest, a cause, just some type of association. And we are associated with others in midlife, midlife women. So we have the Midlife Moxie Club. And that was planned and intentional as a lead up to launching the podcast. So once the podcast launched, we already have a community and audience that bought into this idea with us and been along from, you know, the very inception. But on Clubhouse, we also appear in other rooms and we talk about other topics and what are our now side hustles, like teaching courses and doing the podcast. So we talk with other people about appearing on camera how to get a good bio shot, how to, you know, we talk about fashion because it goes on with our industry and just side thing. You learn a little bit of that, that too. We teach about growing on Clubhouse. We talk about today. We did a room on making reels. We have taken what we've learned in our regular careers and our side hustles and said, what wisdom do we have? Mm -hmm. What else have we learned that other people could benefit from? And we go out and share that. And that creates community. It draws people to us for all our businesses. And it all just ties together in this beautiful package over there on the club. Don't you think, Christina? I do. I do. And, you know, Clubhouse is just an amazing little app. You don't have to like show your face. You can just talk. And I think that that really kind of alleviates any kind of tension too from people. Cause sometimes when people see your pictures or things like that, they, they start to do that comparison game and you don't mm -hmm. need to do that. You don't need to do that over at Clubhouse. It's a collaborative space and it's beautiful. And you can find us, you can find us Moxie Girls there, but you can also find us at on Instagram. So my handle is at at one sassy massy and Gail, do you want to give yours? I'm at Gail S Scott. And that's two S's. Yes. There's an extra cause there was already a one. So it's at Gail S Scott, but you can reach us there for our individual things. Like Christina's going to be doing a course on time management. You can DM her the word course. You can DM me the word course. If you'd like to get in on my clubhouse to Instagram course, where we're going to talk about the strategies of clubhouse, getting people to your Instagram and then getting to know them with reels, which makes a lot of people frightening. It's three part, three hour course. Also, you can email us at midlifemoxiepodcast at gmail.com. And there's where we want to hear from you with feedback about the podcast. And we'd love to hear if you know someone be a great guest, if you have some topics you'd like to cover, if you've got a story you'd like for us to tell, reach out to us there. Or even if you want to be a sponsor for our podcast, we are talking about Q1 and taking on new sponsors and offering up those prime time slides. So 
make your offers. <laughs> there you have it, you guys. That was Christina Massey and Gail Scott of Midlife Moxie on Clubhouse, on your podcast player app, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Ladies, thank you so, so, so much for hanging out this afternoon. Are you a, are, are you a Ted Lasso fan? I've never seen the show. There's this chant with one of the soccer players. It's, he's here, he's there, he's every effing where. Roy can't, Roy can't. Well, that's <laughs> here, you're there, we're every freaking where. So just That's kidding. adorable. You guys are hilarious. Thank you again, girls. And thank you, Godside Hustle listeners. We will catch up with you on the next episode. Later. Put your moxie on. Bye.